Good morning, everybody. God is good, isn't he? Amen. And the truth is, Jesus is going to split the sky in half. Amen? That's the truth. No matter what we believe, that's the truth. That's what his word says. Amen? I just want to uh, thank Pastor Rick for trusting me in his pulpit when he's away. That means a lot. I take that seriously. Uh, the word of God, or accountable to preach it. And uh, it's not easy. I get nervous because I'm, I'm accountable for everything that comes out of my mouth while I'm up here and while I'm down there. I want to thank the praise team. Wonderful time. Praising the Lord. Thank everyone for coming here. Thank you for live, on live stream for showing up today. And uh, thank you, Stacy, for um, introducing me. You know, God has everything under control. It's amazing. We think we're running our own destiny. I'm driving home from North Carolina a couple days ago. It took two days to drive home. I'm in Connecticut driving, and somehow Harry and June got put on my heart. So I picked up the phone and called Harry while I was driving. And he says, what made you call me? <laughs> He's on his way up here. I said, well, where are you? He says, I'm at 684, where it meets 84 in Connecticut. I said, well, I'm at 84, where it meets 684 in Connecticut. So he said, well, I happen to be driving by a rest area. Want me to pull over? I said, yeah. So it's amazing how God set all that up back in eternity that we were going to meet in that rest area. What a wonderful time. Welcome Harry and June back. What a blessing that was. It's amazing how, how God, we think we have everything under control. God does. Amen? I'm going to start with an old poem. And I'm sure you remember it. I don't know the whole poem. It goes something like this. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. The rest of the poem, how it goes, Pastor Wayne doesn't have a clue. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how the rest of it goes. <laughs> but, uh... It's true, I don't know. Christopher Columbus was trying to prove a point. He wanted to prove that the world was round, not flat. I'm sure not many, there was a lot of people there that thought the world was flat. It almost says everybody from what we know, but I'm going to guess around 95% of the world thought the world was flat, 95% of the people. That's just my estimate. And say 5%... Well, someone's behind the pole over there. I think I'm in Fenway Park. There you go. You can move over if you want. <laughs> and about 5% thought the world was round. Again, that's just my figures. So just because the majority of the people back then thought the world was flat didn't make it flat. Again, just because everyone thought it was flat did not make it flat. doesn't matter what we think doesn't matter what the world thinks what matters is what the truth is and the truth is the world is round it's a sphere that's the truth no matter what we think and Columbus was had set out to find the truth that's what he was set out to do and I'm sure if all the people on the boat thought the world was flat, they wouldn't have got on that boat. They, they must have had some type of 
uh, thing that they thought maybe Christopher Columbus was right. Because I wouldn't get on a boat, I would not, and I don't think you would get on a boat if you thought it was going to fall off the edge of the earth. Scripture, I looked it up in Scripture, really doesn't say if the world is flat or a sphere. But in Isaiah 40, 22, he says, he sits above the circle of the earth. But the circle doesn't mean it's a sphere. It could be a flat circle. So just because it's a circle, it still could have been flat. But when I looked up even deeper, in the case of the earth's shape, Scripture never explicitly states the shape of our planet. But it does confirm a round earth implicitly in various places. For example, the creation account in Genesis says that the earth began as water only, and water suspended in space always takes the form of a sphere due to surface tensions and water molecules. I'm sure we all knew that. I didn't have a clue. <laughs> I'm not a science major. But that was interesting. It's right there. It's written right there in the pages if you knew what it meant. Furthermore, when dry land appeared, Genesis describes all the land as existing in one place. In Genesis 1-9, while all the waters were gathered likewise, geometrically, this can only happen as a sphere. Again, something I had no idea about. Science wasn't my major. Even our own observations from the ground confirm the earth is a sphere when standing on the shore looking out in the horizon, the curvature of the earth cuts off the bottom of large ships. If the earth was flat, you would see the whole ship. Interesting, isn't it? It's amazing what you learn when you dig in and you dig in and you dig in. It's amazing. So the truth is, the earth is a sphere. Case closed. It's the truth, no matter what I think it is, no matter what you think it is. No matter what science tells you it is, that's the truth. Anyone remember the Three Stooges? <laughs> there was a time when Curly was in court, and he put his hand on a Bible, and some guy came up to him and says, Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, not about the truth? And Curly looked at him and said, What? Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, not about the truth? And he said, huh, what? And the judge says, are you going to answer him? And Curly, in his slapstick comedy, says, hey, judgy-wudgy, I don't understand what he's saying. He's speaking pig Latin to me. And the judge turned around and said, he's saying, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? And Curly said, yes, I do. So today I'm going to talk about the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. To a lot of people, the truth sounds like pig Latin. They don't want to hear it because they don't believe it, they don't understand it, or they reject it. Have you ever told someone the truth and they tell you, I, I don't believe that? I think we all have. You're telling them the truth, and I have some family members, I'll tell them the truth, I don't believe that. I'm going to call so-and-so that they don't even know. I said, wait a minute. You're going to talk to someone you don't even know and believe what they say, but you're not going to believe what I say. Well, I need to hear it from them. So that makes it the truth. Oh, I get it. We, I think we've all experienced that. The truth is the truth. No matter what you or I believe, it's the truth. 
you know, for you online, um, James is going to put up some scripture right now because we have a video to show. And I guess with the copywritten laws, we can't put it online. So you here at church are going to see a video and James is going to put on some scripture online. So watch this video for a minute. Kant, Meleke Hudayim. Atimitip Sohok teaches Amurugasquia Ali Sictic Sarunt TV. They may. Pomodo equips a talent question and to Puzuisen. And I could Numquit Eguiudeus, Pontificis tui Michite Traditant. May interficere the volunt. Cur, quit fecisti. Rexes tu? Venim meum non este hoc mundo. Si eset, putas ministri mei isto sic tradre mei. Si eset. Ant malca, ergo rexes tu. Ego an hoc natus sum. Ut testimonium veritati per ebeam. Amnes qui veritatem audiunt. John eighteen thirty seven to thirty eight. Pilate says, You are a king then? Jesus answered, You say that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And Pilate said, What is truth? So what is truth? The whole truth and nothing but the truth. We can sum it up with one word and go home. His name is Jesus. Amen? Amen. And that could be the end of the sermon, but it's not. (laughs) So buckle your seatbelts. We're going to talk about some truths today in the Bible, in the Word of God. Jesus spoke a lot of truths. The whole Bible is the truth. And we don't have time to read the whole Bible, but we're going to read some things in the Bible. Some of the things Jesus said. We're going to take a look at a lot of truths today about what the Bible says, about what the Word of God says about the truth, about what Jesus himself says about the truth. I have a question. Are Christians sinners? The answer to the question is yes and no. We've all sinned and we've all inherited a sinful nature. That's the truth. However, when you trust Christ... As we were singing, you're a new creation. The old is dead. Behold, all things are made new. The Bible says you're a saint at that point. You still sin, but you don't call yourself a sinner anymore. I'm a saint who sins. I'm not a sinner. We came in here as sinners. We accept Christ as sinners. But once we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're a new creation in Christ. The old sinful wane is dead. 
The old sinful you is dead. Behold, all things are made new. So, no, you're not a sinner. You're a Christian that, that may sin here and there. It's a big difference. I'm not a drug addict anymore. I'm someone who was saved from it. And I'm not going to go around and say, hi, my name's Wayne. I'm a drug addict. Because I'm not. The old Wayne is dead. Behold, all things are made new. Amen? Amen. Amen. No longer are you seen as a sinner, but you're seen as a saint. That's the truth that I'm talking about today. When God looks at those in Christ, he sees the perfect work of his son. As he, and he rejoices. He doesn't see my sin. I'm covered in the blood. Being born again of the Holy Spirit does not mean we don't struggle with sin. I'm not saying that. You're a new creation, however. We will have new desires and affections. And we will no longer desire to live in sin. The desire should be taken away. If you're a born-again Christian and desire is still there... I'm not saying a temptation, the desire to sin and keep sinning and keep sinning. You need to ask yourself a question. Did I really get born again? Because the Bible's clear. It says the desire will not be there anymore. And when you do, you're going to be convicted of it. You will not make a practice of it anymore. Am I still a sinner? Yes. But my identity is spotless. In the eyes of God. Amen. Amen? A church is a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. Amen? <laughs> My evidence that I am saved does not lie in the fact that I preach or that I do this or that. All my hope lies in this, that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. I am a sinner. I trust him. He came to save me, and now I'm saved. That was Charles Spurgeon, if anyone ever listens to him. Great preacher. Another one is, we are not sinners because we sin. We sin because we are sinners. I see Sproul, very powerful pastor as well. Those are two very important truths. We are saints who sin. We are not sinners anymore. We get a grasp a hold of that. Because I'm not going to walk around and say, my name's Wayne, I'm a drug addict, and carry this ball and chain with me the rest of my life. I'm a drug addict. Oh, my God, I'm going to die a drug addict, because that's what they tell me in the meetings. Once an addict, always an addict. Oh, my God, you're going to die an addict, even though you get 30 years clean. Or, I'm a new creation in Christ today. The old Wayne is dead. Behold, all things are made new. Hallelujah. That's the truth. And the truth will set you free from that ball and chain. Don't walk around in that ball and chain saying, hey, I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. And once in a while I sin and I ask God to forgive me. And he forgives me. Amen? Here's the question. Does God answer the prayers of sinners? It's a tough question. There's a couple parts to this. There are many different parts to this question. If you're seeking, does God answer the prayer of unbelievers, it depends. Most part, the answer is no. But God does answer prayers according to his will and does answer an unbeliever's prayer for repentance and forgiveness. 
okay? There's a difference. He will hear you if you're a sinner, if you're unsaved, if you're praying to be forgiven and for God's mercy and for his grace and for Jesus to come upon you. You better believe God will hear you. He not only hears you, he rejoices and the angels rejoice. And that's the truth. Because John 9, 31 says, we know that God does not listen to sinners who are practicing sin and keep doing it and want nothing to do with God. And they pray for a housing and they pray for this and they pray for healing. And they're living in this sin and they want nothing to do with Jesus. God don't listen to them. That's the truth. That's in God's word. Psalm 66, 18. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not even listen to me. Proverbs 1, 28 and 29. They will, they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but will not find me, since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. And Isaiah 59, 2 says, But the iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden, hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. That's the truth. God cuts it off. He wasn't listening to me when I was out there smoking crack and cheating on my wife and running around and stealing and robbing and coming to church on Sunday and said, God's hearing me. No, he's not. That's the truth. He wasn't hearing me. But when I got on my knees and cried out for mercy and said, God, I can't do this anymore. Forgive me for everything I've done, all this garbage, this crap, everything that I've done on my wife, my son, stealing from people, robbing people. I don't want to live this anymore way anymore. God heard me. And that's why I stand up here today, because God heard me and he delivered me. He searched my heart and knew I was real. I wasn't fake anymore. Do I still sin? Yeah. But it's not my character anymore. I don't know anyone in here could say they've ever heard me swear. Before I was saved, that's all I did was swear. I blamed it on being a construction worker. Yeah, I can blame it on whatever I want. I'm Irish, so I drink. I'm Italian, so I'm loud. Well, that's the truth. But anyway. (laughs) So Christians are both sinners and saints. But the bottom line is we're saints. Amen? According to the Bible, a saint is not someone who does wonderful things or was considered saint by the church or by some organization or by doing miracles because who does the miracles? Anybody? Jesus does the miracles. We don't do the miracles. A saint is someone who's sacred, physically pure, morally blameless or religious, ceremonially consecrated and holy, separated from the world. That's what holy means. Not perfect. Separate from the world. I don't live in the world's ways no more. I'm not following all the garbage that's going on out there no more. Separated. Consecrated. God will listen to a sinner before being saved if that sinner has a repentant heart. Psalm 116. David cried out to the Lord. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. David called out to God as a sinner with a repentant heart, and God heard him. So the truth is, yes, God will listen to a a sinner 
who has a repentant heart, who calls upon him. He will listen to a, a Christian who sins. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. David cried out to the Lord. The Lord who said in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life and no one can come to the Father except through me. There's no other way to get to God the Father except through Christ. That is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. There's no other way. You can go to a different type of church all you want that's not Christian and do all the things they tell you to do, and unfortunately, you're going to hell. It's sad, but that's the truth. Jesus is the only way. There's only one way up that road to heaven. There's only one road. There's not all roads lead to heaven. I hear that a lot. That's not the truth. That's a lie from hell. You know what the truth says? Truth says you are a royal priesthood. Truth says you are a holy nation. The truth says you are a people belonging to God. The truth says that you back there are God's special possession. And you at home are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. That you can declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness. I didn't call you out. He did. Into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. That's the truth. Once you had not received mercy, but today we've received God's mercy. That's the truth. Hallelujah. And Pilate said, what is truth? Jesus says, you got a hundred years and I'll tell you. Amen. <laughs> we have eternity, don't we? We're going to find out the truth more and more and more. And when we get to be with him face to face, we'll know, the whole, we'll know the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Like those of our loved ones who've passed away, they know the truth. It says, now you know some things, then you'll know everything. And they know everything now. I think if we knew everything here on earth, we'd end up in a nut ward. I don't know. There's a reason God doesn't reveal everything to us. Amen? Because he knows the truth and he knows what's best for us. The truth also is there's a battle going on for our souls. Whether we want to believe it or not, whether we see it or not, there's a battle going on for your soul and for my soul. Daniel 9, 12 to 14. Daniel was praying, he was fasting, he was looking for an answer from God. And in verse 12, an angel said to him, don't be afraid. I can imagine what these angels look like because every time they come and see a human being, the first thing they say is don't be afraid. So, I don't know if I want to see an angel. Part of me does. It's like going on a roller coaster. You're scared to death and you're excited at the same time, right? Don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God. David fasted for 21 days. Didn't hear nothing. Your words were heard. I've come in response to them. Well, what took you so long? 
while the prince of the Persian kingdom, Satan, and his demons resisted me 21 days. There's a battle going on over you. And that's the truth. And over your prayers. Satan don't want them to be answered. But Michael, one of the chief priests, the archangel himself, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I've come to explain to you what's going to happen and what your prayer was all about. Don't give up on your prayers. That's the truth. Because there's spiritual battles going on that you and I can't see. Or it wouldn't be in the Bible. That's the truth. The angels are fighting against demons who are trying and who are the, yeah, the angels are fighting against demons that are trying to stop them from responding to our prayers. Just remember that when you're praying and you don't get an answer. My wife prayed for 20 years that I'd stop doing drugs. 20 years, not 20 days. God answered her prayer, didn't he? She never stopped. She never gave up. Amen? I got to the point where I said, I'm going to kill it or it's going to kill me. But I'm not going to stop. I'm fighting this battle. Because God's keeping me alive for a reason. I should be dead, buried, locked up, thrown away the key. But I'm not. So there's something going on here with God and me. And I, God, please show me what it is. And another scripture to back up that we're fighting Demons is in Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not with flesh and blood. My struggle isn't with my co-workers. It's not with my neighbor who does everything they can to make our life miserable. It's not with family members that, that, that reject me. It's not with my boss that I can't stand or can't stand me. It's not with somebody in church that I don't want to deal with anymore because they call themselves a Christian and look what they're doing. Well, we're Christians who sin, right? Look in the mirror. <laughs> right? Look in the mirror. Our battle is against, not against flesh and blood, against rulers, plural. Against authorities, plural. Against the powers of this dark world, plural. And against spiritual forces of darkness. There's armies coming against you. That's the truth. But the truth is, you got one inside you that's more powerful than all them armies put together. And his name's Jesus Christ. 1 John 4, 4, you have overcome them. Because he that's in you is greater than he that's ruling the world. And right now, Satan's ruling the world. Read your Bible. It says so. That's why the world's going to hell right now. We need to stand up even more and grab a hold of the truth to get through what this world is going through. And stop blaming the Republicans and the Democrats and this one and that one and the left and the right. We need to grab a hold of the truth and focus on that, not on what's going on out there. I get caught up in it. But this is what we need to grab a hold of, the truth. Truth is, we've been set free from that. So why do we focus on it all day? 
The truth is, we're not here from evolution. I don't care what they teach your kids. I don't care what I learned in school. I didn't evolve from some monkey. And when people tell me, how do you believe that? I say, because the truth tells me otherwise. And what I'll say to them is, okay, let's, let's take an elephant. So you're telling me an elephant evolved from something else and became an elephant? Yep. Okay, so it started out as a tadpole, right? Yep. Then it became something else, and that tadpole don't exist no more. It became a, a frog, right? Yep. So then the frog became some creepy crawly thing that went on the earth. Yep. So the frog don't exist no more. Then that became a bird, and the bird became this, and the snake became that, and eventually became the elephant. Yep. So what it evolved from don't exist anymore, right? Right. Why is it still monkeys? Huh? <laughs> that shuts them down right then and there. Because the truth will set you free. The truth doesn't lie. The truth can't be argued with. I don't see me swinging from trees. <laughs> I'd be in the hospital <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I used to do it when I was a kid, and the trees would snap in half and I'd fall on the ground. <laughs> the truth is, God says what we are. We're children of Adam and Eve. That's the truth. Adam and Eve is our parents. No matter where we're from, no matter what color we are, no matter what language we speak, that's the truth. Truth is, we're made in the image of our Creator, spiritually. That's why we all don't look the same. On the outside, we all have these bodies that are going to die and go into the earth. But the truth is, our spirit's going to live forever. It don't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what I believe. It matters what the truth says. I believe Joanne is the most beautiful woman here in the church. Amen? Dan, you believe Stacy's the most beautiful woman in the church. Mike, you believe Kara's the most beautiful woman in the church. Harry, you believe June's the most beautiful woman in the church. On and on and on. Sorry, guys. The truth is, Joanna's the most beautiful woman in the church. <laughs> you know what the truth is? All of you are the most beautiful woman in the church because you all look the same in God's eyes. And you women at home, you're all the most beautiful woman at home. Amen? That's the truth. I'm going to hear about that one later. No. <laughs> it's not what you believe. It's not what I believe. It's the truth that matters. The truth is we are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are God's special possession. I used to say God wants to take you and put you on his mantle as a showpiece. And I heard a pastor on the radio the other day saying, you're not on God's mantle. 
He's got you out in the world doing his work, not sitting in some mantle collecting dust. So I said, I can't say that no more. And that's the truth. <laughs> the truth is, Diane got out of the wheelchair a few weeks ago. Amen? Amen? The truth is, there was a guy here six months ago who came in totally blind, and he could see later on that day. That's the truth. I wish he'd come back. He's here? He's here. Where? Yes. Were you? In front of Stacy? Amen. That's okay. He's here. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Welcome back, brother. Welcome back. Jesus says, open your eyes. Amen? Jesus says it. Amen? And that's the truth. The truth is, you are all more than conquerors. If someone can describe to me what more than a conqueror means, please do, because I have no idea, but I accept that. I'm more than a conqueror. Amen? For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes in Jesus, the Son of the living God. You are overcomers. Overcome all the garbage that's going on in the world today. Don't focus on it because you've overcome it. You've already defeated it. So stop focusing on it. It's okay to pray about it. It's okay to pray against it. But don't let that be your focus today. Focus on the truth. The truth is, we all have the same power living in us that raised Jesus from the dead. That's the truth. Grab a hold of it today. Use the power he's given you to pray for somebody, to witness to somebody, to lay hands and heal somebody. God does the healing. You just do the praying. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. That's up to God. And the spirit that lives in us is greater than the spirit that rules the world right now. That's important. You see what's going on in the news every day. Kingdoms fighting against kingdoms. Everything is legal today. If it feels good, do it. When I was at Teen Challenge, we used to have these pamphlets from the United States Government Health Department that talked about how bad marijuana is, how it releases 400 and something different chemicals in your body. It makes men impotent. It makes you, um, trying to think of the word, depressed. You won't go anywhere because you're paranoid. It's the only drug stored in your muscles, and the most important muscle is your heart. And the same government says, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. Let's make it legal so we can collect all your tax money, just like they do with alcohol, which killed my mom. 